This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Aris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. So, um, I'm here with um, Vlad Rubin, who is uh, on his card CEO and lead singer of Human Nets. Yes, and everyone in our company has this second title, uh, who you are in ordinary life, actually. What you, what you do in the... Uh, I'm, I'm, a lead, I'm a lead singer, <coughs> but we have face-up, face-up artists, uh, backpackers, citizens of the world, uh, a lot of people. Okay. Uh, and also pa- uh, Pavel uh, Sukhrachev, who is managing partner of Key ICO, which is, um, as I understand it, a service to help companies who want to do ICOs as opposed to classic IPOs. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And Tom Blackwell, <laughs> who is the head of EM Communications. We're sitting here in Moscow. We're going to talk about blockchain, disruptive technology, and what's going on here. Uh, Vlad, let's start with you. You, you. you run a company called HumansNet which is basically, as I understand it, a site where people can register and not find a job per se, but they can register and say, I've got a skill set which you can hire. And so they can get some extra work or um, make some money on the site. Is that right? Yeah, this is right. We uh, designed the service for people with skills, knowledge and time, and you can uh, find their help if you need these skills, knowledge and time, or you can sell the skills, knowledge and time and we connect people, we help them to find each other, chat with, the, with one another, and even if you want to pay via our messenger, you can pay. But to be clear, it's not something like monster.com where you're looking for a job, it's just for a way you can get some work for people who want to make a bit of money on the side, or is it actually sort of for them a career? Or? It's not typical site for helping your new position in a new company. This is decide for everyday problem. You have a lot of problems every day. You need cleaner, you need dog walker, you need uh, plumber, you need uh, a mover, you need a lot of people who can help you in your ordinary life actually. And uh, this, <coughs> these people are looking for these job, job opportunities. And we exactly connect people every day and every hour. And it's growing very fast. You've got, what, 45,000 people registered already? 40,000 registered now, and uh, we have 2,000 registered people a week. Right. And um, you raised some money to to fund this from uh, Uh, this year? uh, Yeah, we we are going. We are going now. We we have a public investor, private investor, sorry. We have a private investor, but we are going to... To 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 ICU because uh, we think that um, our technologies are quite uh, demand. They have a great demand on this on this sphere. Uh, Pavel, this is exactly the sort of company that you do with, isn't it? I mean, they come to you with a proposition like this, fast-growing business, and they want to raise some money. Yeah, exactly. So as Vlad said. Um, we are the company like KACO.io is the company which actually help companies to bring all together the due diligence, the economy and the token of the, the whole idea of uh, their project into the blockchain. 
You know, so um, it's not like we tidying this blockchain to the business. It's a different way. We trying to make it very, like smoothly, like to 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 join it together. So it will be one whole idea why humans, for instance, humans net should be on the blockchain. So our idea here is to bring economy into the humans. What we're doing from KACL, we're actually making like humans finance system here. Try to think about humans as a human's world, it's like additional country or something like that, uh, where you need to bring uh, the banking, the how the money is going, the rules actually, how the people will play inside of the, of the human's net. So that's the main idea of KICO, to help the guys make it the most convenient, easy way for people to use this service. So they don't have even a clue that it's on a blockchain actually. But a blockchain helps here to trace that everything works as it should. I was going to ask, I mean, there's a blockchain element to what you do. I mean, and that's an important part because it allows you control and, and um, recordability of transactions. Uh, and, what, and what's more, every word that's by, uh, by, by all set uh, should have uh, should, uh, should have uh, own currency actually, and we're going to introduce our our currency in our world. Well, I will try to explain in, in better then. So the idea is to uh, make the, all the transactions inside of the human's net free of any commission among the um, people who wants to find a job or who is looking for help. All the interactions are free of any charges in there. And they can use any currency they want. For instance, for, um, for right now, they are able to transfer funds from each party to other, from the credit card to their credit card in a very easy, smoothly way without any fees. Yeah, sure. So, that's, that's, that's uh, and what we are uh, helping humans now is to bring actually um, the cryptocurrency inside the humans. So they can pay for the work in Bitcoin, for example. Or exactly, you can, exactly. You can if you want. You can choose any. Yeah. No, 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 no. Try not now, but that's why we're bringing the ICO for the humans right now, so the people will be able to do this in any currency they but want. This, this is kind of a basic question because um, in 2000 we had the dot com bubble, mm-hmm. and everyone set up websites with clever ideas, lastminute.com or whatever it was, and then there was all these IPOs. They raised a lot of money to develop it to do an online disruptive platform. Why would you do an ICO and not just an IPO. What, what, what's changed? I mean, because suddenly ICOs have like become this huge thing. In for me, this last six months. This 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 is very fast access to the funds. Actually, we have we have the idea that, as you said, can disrupt this world. Well, we're talking about the new gen of this world, when people are not dependent on anything actually on the currency or on some banks and these uh, these ideas quite exciting mm. and uh, we believe that we will find funds going to ICO. Now, let me throw a question to all three of you mm-hmm. um, because uh, this is all promising to be extremely disruptive, even more disruptive than the previous generation of dot-com. Mm-hmm. And as I understand blockchain, the, the, if you're setting up a business online, there are three elements. There's um, the relationship with your customer, then there's the contractual relationship, and then there's the payment. And in typical you know, dot-com business, you, you have the relationship with the client, and contracts are not standard, or at least not with every business, and the payment you're relying on traditional 
payment service and credit card is the preferred one. But the beauty of blockchain is you took all three of those elements and they've all come onto the blockchain into one thing which you completely control and you've even freed yourself from the banking system, the monetary system by having your own coins. Yeah? Did, did I have that right? You have it almost right. So the idea of the beauty of cryptocurrency, as you said, so we don't need any borders right now with any banks. You know that uh, your account can be blocked or freezed or something like that in, in your re uh, ordinary life in the bank. But in blockchain, there is no regulations at all. So uh, that helps people to move funds freely. And uh, the idea, you asked why we are doing ICO rather than IPO, because it's the most easy way and uh, clear way of getting rich uh, to your customers, actually to people who is using your service, actually. They are your investors, and investors are your users. And it's very easy to communicate with them. So you're showing them the whole idea and they say, oh, I believe in this project. I want it to grow. I want to help it. How I can do it? Okay, you say, okay, go to IPO, buy our stocks or something like that. People can, okay, it's uh, very, very hard to do. But you're showing them a much easier way. So if you have some... Bitcoin or Ethereum or cryptocurrency you can do it straight away. But, 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 you, should, but you, should, you should also think about, you take a step back and think about what the IPO process looks like. And, I, and IPOs aren't going to go away this time. Only continue to be. This mean, is, you've done a lot of IPOs. It's, it's a big song and dance, isn't it? Well, the, yeah, the, absolutely. So in any IPO situation, you're going to have two or three banks. You're going to have a couple of law firms. You're going to have a number of different players working on set work streams that will take at least a few months and in, in a number of cases longer. Continue to have a certain role for deals of a certain size and so on, but it's it's not a nimble process. So what you're talking about here is businesses that might be much, much earlier stage, not of a scale to be able to really bring in the big bulge bracket banks and to do a deal, and it's a much, much faster way to market. You mentioned, Pavel, though, that there's uh, no regulation on blockchain, and here in Russia, Tom, um, there's going to be, in so much as we're through the first flush, and, and people are now looking at this and thinking, like, this is a a competing monetary system to the existing monetary system and the, the financial authorities, the regulator in particular, is very nervous about that and they want to regulate it. You know, there's talk here in Russia about introducing um, a crypto ruble, but mm -hmm. then the central bank would, need, would be the one that issues it. There's no mining, there's a limited number and then effectively they control the money supply. But it's totally different from the cryptocurrency, I mean from the Bitcoin. So you can definitely control crypto rubble in here in Russia. So it's basically it's issued by the Russian government. It will be someday, it's not yet. But uh, Bitcoin is way different. So there is uh, definitely a fixed supply of Bitcoins is 21 millions. And it's not issued yet, so you know how it's, how it's liquid yeah, in the market. And uh, definitely there will be no regulation of Bitcoin. You, can't, you just can't. It's like uh, sending uh, code from your computer to someone else. Can you block emails? Definitely. You can, it, uh, I understand, to be clear, this is an important point, that the, the, the whole premise of Bitcoin, Ethereum, whichever... It's unstoppable. Account, ...is that there is no central issuer that is delocalized. Decentralized. Decentralized, yes. By definition, it's a currency that can't be regulated because the whole definition of currency is that it's issued by a central bank. 
even and yes. the exact antithesis of what cryptocurrency exactly is. and even more uh, if you uh, take a look at the uh, history of uh, Bitcoin you will find that there is no actually uh, creator of Bitcoin we know that Satoshi Nakamoto or something like like mysterious guy is not actual guy it's not real one so the whole idea here is that uh, the creator of the system definitely thought about that there will be tensions about that someone can come to you and say, okay, you have created this thing and uh, we want to, for instance, destroy it. Or but it's, but you, what you should look at, though, is that while, while you can't regulate the cryptocurrencies themselves, of course, you can put in a framework to regulate the ICO process. And so what we saw over the summer when all of this burst onto the scenes, there was absolutely no regulation and it felt like the kind of Wild West. Now China's put a bit of a pause on things, South Korea's done the same, the US are evaluating their view. So I think you will start to see some form of regulatory framework that's going to come into this. It can't be left to just be complete wildness. But it will end up being something in between, I think, what we have currently on the very onerous IPO side and the complete free-for-all on the, on the ICO side. And so I think we'll see a, a, a balance and a golden goal. You were saying to me though that, you know, we kind of threw the, you know, because this is a, a fad at the moment. It's, uh, it's definitely a bubble of some sort. But we've come sort of through that first, like, uh, flush of excitement. And you were saying to me that you think we're coming into a second phase now where people have to actually come with concrete projects, um, return on investment, and that um, with that's going to come a bit more sort of rationalization, and the governments are now getting involved and looking at it too. Yeah, I think that actually what's going to happen in the coming months and maybe years will be a very healthy development for the ICO market. So what we were seeing in July and August was that basically every man and his dog who'd heard of cryptocurrencies came up with an ICO idea and, and some of, and a number of them actually raised money around it. I think that you know now investors will become more sophisticated, maybe you'll get a bit more of some light regulation and so it, it, but it will be driven by the investors. They won't be willing to just put money into some random idea because it happens to have ICO or blockchain in it. I think you're going to have to persuade them this is a real business that has real potential. And moreover, you are asking us about why we go to ICO because our world, our future humans world is designed for abundance of every of every human actually. So, and we want to transform how people interact with with one another. So, and the current IPO procedures or current currencies are not suitable for this world. We are already decentralized platform. To get a sense of where we stand. Um, everybody uses websites to become part of our life, buy airplane tickets, to buy books, even groceries now. But am I wrong? Is there, there's still no blockchain product that everybody uses. You know, even your business is still not on the blockchain, isn't it? Uh, but we are working on this now. We have already part of our company uh, where we test and we, we have already launched in some uh, states uh, cash-ins when you uh, trans when you exchange dollars into bitcoins mm -hmm. actually it works and uh, we have we, we see how it how, how it's growing incredibly could you guys give me a sense of just how disruptive this could be I, I have only heard one concrete example I, I wrote a piece about a um, German real estate fund I mean what they've done is they put a blockchain up and allows you to buy a piece of a German building in Berlin as an investor. And because it's done with tokens, the big difference there is at the moment, um, to make a real estate investment in Germany, you have to be German, or at least registered living there, company there, bank there. 
And because this is done on a token, which is basically a mirror transaction, suddenly anybody from anywhere in the world can invest into this German real estate with the click of a button. And that's a big change in so much as you've gone from having a regulated, limited national market to suddenly throwing it out to the world. Same thing if, you know, if we guys want to buy a piece of property in America, you can't do it unless you go over there and register yourself. But you could through a blockchain. Well, I, I would think about financial services. I mean, if you think about your traditional banking relationship and you want to do something not very complicated, like make a bank transfer, and then it takes four or five days to go there and you paid money to do it and then someone something got lost and didn't arrive and all of that, or you lost your PIN number and you take seven days to get something in the post with your own PIN number. That's a problem. And this is all these are sort of old world banking problems that still exist very much today and shouldn't. So, you know, with if you want to start trading cryptocurrencies and moving crypto sort of currencies around. It takes you two minutes to set up an account on someone, and within one minute after that, you've already sent it to someone in the UK or in Germany or in the US. And that's just a little snapshot of example. And that's already happening now. You could literally do this immediately after this podcast, and you can be trading in 100 seconds. Mm -hmm. So I think if you look at how that's happened, and you think how that can now start to apply across the wider financial services, how people move money, how people finance, I think it's a, and that, that's a massive disruption, and that's way, waiting to happen. Um, on the same thing, you know, we wrote a piece uh, about Russia's kind of bit blockchain bonkers, and it definitely seems that the uh, emerging Europe, in particular, have really latched onto this idea. We've already got uh, proprietary registries up running in Georgia, and the same in Ukraine. The Russians just announced they're going to do the same. Um, why is it going so crazy here? Is it just that they're looking for a technology they can make their own and this one's up for grabs? If you take a look at the uh, whole world of countries where uh, Bitcoin is a lot discussed, like Russia or Nigeria, these countries are uh, with uh, not very good healthy economy. So the idea of uh, free economy, of free currency inside, different one, is actually taking people's mind that they can start really making money from just mining. The other case is um, very interesting projects are coming from the Silicon Valley. The 2017 I changed really, really uh, the venture capitals market because uh, all these projects uh, were actually been going through the venture capitalists before. And nowadays, in 2017, a lot of them went to the ICO. Tom said already uh, the next future is fintech projects, which allows you to um, easily send, receive money and stuff. So in KICO company, we had the project earlier, which was BioCoin, it's a Russian uh, company. Um, uh, Lavka Lavka created the economy inside of Russia, it's the first legal ICO. We were actually um, creating uh, the whole technical platform for investor cabinet where he may invest his bitcoins, Ethereum and get this bitcoin. So uh, nowadays they... Lavka Lavka, we should explain, is a, is a restaurant chain. Yeah? yeah, it's a restaurant chain. Very popular. Yeah, but the idea of them is that they want to bring the loyalty system and the money inside of the market. Now, tell me, quick of that story was, didn't they do that in partnership with Waz? Yeah, it, it's And true. Waz is a truck maker. Yeah. And it seemed really strange to me that you've got a restaurant chain, mm -hmm. and, a, and basically the, the equivalent of the Russian maker of Jeep, 
mm-hmm. uh, doing the same loyalty scheme. But that no. was just because they want to make it a very gen- generic. No, 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 no. You're not very familiar with what Lovka Lovka stands for, actually. It's a farmer's restaurant. So the whole idea is bringing the bioecology food into the market. So they have connections with all the farmers, with all the producers, actually. And uh, they control almost the whole chain till the customer how the product goes. So it's not as silly as it it's sounds. Not, no, no, it sounds created for them the whole wallet, which stands um, where you can keep your bitcoins at Savile, the name's SAVL.com, so where you can host your bitcoins, Ethereum, and the biocoins. Why it's uh, first legal ICO in Russia? Because all this process is going through the central exchange, which uh, uh, they're currently uh, deploying and this whole exchange automatically um, takes the taxes and pays to the government. And the central exchange is a government body? This exchange is uh, it's a government exchange, yes they do, but they control the exchange between the rubble and between the bio. So as a last question then, um, clearly the governments are all looking at this and um, again listening to the regulator they see it as a pyramid scheme, Bitcoin in particular. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't. It, you know, in order to run the blockchain, you mm-hmm. need the tokens. So, what's the outlook then for this interaction between this industry, which you said, and one of the appeals of it is, it's totally unregulated. But clearly, there's going to be some sort of regulation. What was the interaction between the state? And so, the you may see what's happening now. So, uh, a lot of people get uh, really uh, hurt from the ICOs right now. So, you get ripped off. Ripped off, even. So some ICOs are even uh, lost their you lost the investors' money inside of their wallets, and uh, what happens now? People getting more and more uh, concerned about uh, how it will be done by the company. So they're more reading into the white paper. They're trying to investigate who is on the board of the uh, ICO of this company, who is advisors and how they are going to do this. And from the ICO part right now, they want to be protected. So that's why um, here uh, smart contracts is coming into the play, where investors can be protected part financing. For instance, if you get uh, like 10 million dollars in ICO, the first uh, financing part will be like 500,000 dollars. And you should show what you've done for this. For instance, you need $500,000 for building the first application on the blockchain. And uh, you showing that you have done it, the, all the token holders, they vote for releasing the next funds. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of how um, uh, the ICO will evolve. Tom, what do, you, what do you think? I mean, you're working here with, with companies who are doing IPOs and the Russian companies are getting very interested in this whole blockchain. And the government's attitude to it is like, yes, because it's a technology. They tried nanotech and failed because they're just too late, I think. Um, but with this blockchain technology, um, the Russians in particular have a chance of being a, a leading player in this.
this. Uh, and clearly the ministries are getting involved. How do you, how do you see it playing out? Well, I, I think they definitely recognise they have this chance to become a leading player, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why you're, you're seeing a lot of discussion. Actually, some of the discussion that you've heard over the last few months around the Russian government is incredibly sensible. Some people have been very cautious, some people have been against, a lot of people have been pro. And actually, the, the, the adult-like discussion that's being had around this issue is quite impressive. We don't actually always see that. So I think that, you know, if, if you, this is, I think this is the leapfrog phenomenon, or at least the potential leapfrog phenomenon. Remember e-commerce, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you came to Russia? Actually, it worked a hell of a lot better here than it did in the UK or in the US or anywhere else. And so I think that because they don't, they're not so entrenched in some of the sort of traditional sort of financial models and, and so on, I think they actually have an opportunity to really be a leader here. But they're going to have to get the regulation right, and I think that that's one of the areas where they can also be a bit of a pioneer in the industry. I think every government is looking at what the others are saying and what they're doing, and I think that they've got a chance to come up with basically, this has to have regulation, it just needs to have sensible, modern regulation, and that's one of the issues that you have in other forms of finance. Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time, it was fascinating. Thank you very much, Thank you, man. Thank you, sir.